When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. The Juwan Howard of the Touchline Media Group, because we continue to do things to, despite all evidence uh, telling us that we're bad and the people we have on are the actual good ones. But hey, who am I to talk? Uh, I am joined today by my co-host, Napoleon Gregg. I am your host, uh Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I don't remember my normal intro because I'm running on two hours of sleep at the moment. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group. Whoever Blue Eye decides to put in, I swear to you, we are going to do the Bird Dogs ad read at some point. <laughs> we have been told to do it for three weeks now, um, and we have not. So Right, so it's another week, and then we're right on timeline with like our general listening, listening patterns. Right, yeah, that's fine. Um, we are joined today by... Uh, 24-7 zone, uh, Justin Thind. Um, we have Justin Thind on because uh, we are his outlet for both hatred and also U.S. soccer. Um, so uh, I, I want to start by saying, um, Justin, is, is Bryce West coming to Ann Arbor this weekend? It does not appear so. It does not <laughs> appear so. And um, yeah, seems seems like the Twitter warriors from um, another part of this state have jumped the gun on their attempts to dunk. And um, we will see how it plays out. Um, <laughs> they better hope that neither Jeremiah Beasley or David Stone end up in East Lansing because I have about 18 more receipts from just the last four weeks. Um, <laughs> Got to come up with a lot of memes to clap back to a lot of receipts. Oh, man. I, and like, there's, there's been drafts. We're on like the third draft. We'll get there. <laughs> I, I, and, and like one of those names, I think like, I, 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 at a certain point, I probably would have been much more disappointed than I am currently because I pay attention to things because I have a VIP subscription to 24-7 and so should you. Oh, because right just Yeah, right. Uh, dude, I, I, I don't want to sell Justin to this, but we should we share a Paramount Plus account, which means that we share a 24-7 account. <laughs> <laughs> you too have no. access to VIP. Oh, well, I forgot the login, so... <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, while I, I used to think that David Stone was going to be the, the, the first five-star of the Tucker era, um, maybe not so much, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 more than anything else, I just don't want him to go to Oklahoma. Um, because those, that, that message board is, is, it's not my least favorite message board. There are worse ones, but they suck, man. Yeah, they really do. (laughs) They really do. They, um, Uh, yeah, they, they think that like every single recruit, um, that doesn't pick them is, is very idiotic and how dare they not go to Oklahoma. Whereas, I mean, I guess you could have had that stance, uh, for quarterbacks about four or five years ago there, but 
Sure. The uh, Brett Venables offense is somehow as bad as the Brett Venables defense. And um, right now, right now, I'm not sure if anybody should be going to Oklahoma over a lot of the other schools to get into battle with. I'm not saying they should go to Michigan State, but a lot of the other schools right now, I might be picking over Oklahoma that they're getting into battles with. I'm All I'll say is that if you have a choice between um, losing to like Wisconsin or, or Michigan or Ohio State and losing to like Auburn TCU. or Ole Miss <laughs> or TCU, like, yeah. like, like, I would much rather lose to like Wisconsin because right. Wisconsin, when they beat you, they're not like, it's not like that's like a narrative thing. It's just like, well, right. that'll happen. Um, you lose, like, <laughs> if you go to Oklahoma, it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to the SEC and we're going to go play a game in yeah. Starksville. And it's like, yeah. oh, God. Known <laughs> SEC will, hub. Um, although I do, I want to say, uh, Peyton Thorne, you didn't have to play Bama. You weren't going to this year. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Um, but we, we wish you, we wish you nothing but the best. Um, it'll, uh, it'll be I, I, to, I've taken that. It, it'll, it'll be fun to read the Alabama undercover, uh, threads throughout, throughout all. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Wait, this kid's uh, actually a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Thorne, like, you opted so like, into that decision you didn't have to it, I, although yeah. again like Alabama like I, I don't know if you uh if you read anything by um by Mike Felder um but he you know he has he has a nice sub stack whatever um he's been t- like he just talks about things that like come up in his life and like over the last like six weeks he's been obsessed with Alabama maybe not being good this year <laughs> and mm. he keeps going through it. it's like oh like Alabama still Alabama Nick Saban still Nick Saban but do they have yeah. a wide receiver who's good? It, yeah, it's it's like, very shaky with with the traditional powers this year. That's yeah. why um wouldn't be the worst idea to put some money on Michigan uh to win the national title as a futures bet. The value's yeah. there a little bit. It depends also how you approach betting and if you're the type to hedge against uh your happiness. <laughs> um but but you look at Georgia's breaking in a new quarterback, Ohio State's breaking in a new quarterback, Alabama's breaking in a new quarterback. It's um, really stability wise. It's just USC and Michigan up there. Um, neither of those two schools, or I should say, those head coaches have good histories with uh, postseason success. So there's there's that. But um, a lot of instability with the previous uh, powers from the last couple of years in terms of the quarterback position. I think Georgia will still have every other box checked, other than maybe quarterback, and yeah. that should be pretty good because those guys are all highly touted. But I don't know. Would have been nice if one of those schools were kind of just um, just totally set, and you knew that they'd they'd at least won the title, even if somebody that you don't like is in that two seed or three seed at the end of the year. So I I think like my view of it is that like this like occasionally you get years that are that are weird fun, and occasionally you get years that are weird not fun. Right. And I'm I'm a little bit concerned we're in for a year where JJ McCarthy is the best quarterback in college football, and I just don't really want to deal with that. At all. Right. Come on, Joe Milton's, still, Joe Milton's still out there. Joe Milton's <laughs> that, the Heisman juice. I, I, I have to tell you, if Joe Milton turns out to be like a Heisman winner, all of those <laughs> like jokes that we all collectively made in 2020 about him being the next Cam Newton and them going one in six, whatever they ended up right. going. Um, Come back. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, like, like you're going to have a lot of fans. Retweet yourself him. from 2020. <laughs> yeah. I like, the other, the other humorous side of if Joe Milton goes off, not only would it be kind of um, very uh, painful for Michigan fans, it also would 
yield great content when Tennessee just paid $8 million for a quarterback that ends up not even being able to beat out Joe Milton, um, at least in his first year, which of course, true freshman quarterback starting the SEC, that's not supposed to happen often anyway, but I wouldn't pay $8 million to someone that can't. So I mean, and, honestly, uh, <laughs> the, the, the content out of the UT fans, if Joe Milton ends up winning the Heisman, would probably be worth it, just because it's going to be kind of like, look what we can do with this guy. Yeah. And and but but again that and and I say this as someone who likes college football much more than pro football because again Lions fan, um, like Tennessee is sort of fun, which is weird yeah. because like they've they've been such a dumpster fire for so long that like them just being like super vertical and like like the, the thing about them being like oh yeah well it doesn't translate yeah but who gives a shit it's fun <laughs> yeah and and not being afraid to take that right. shot. And I think yeah. uh, so. I think it'd be funnier if if Joe Milton does have like this one year where he's basically like 2010 Cam Newton reincarnated, <laughs> and then does absolutely nothing in the pros. So it was like four years of doing nothing in college. One, oh my god, how is this dude not the number one overall pick? And then back to complete, yeah. <laughs> complete obscurity. Just, just Cardell Jones, but extrapolating. I was going to say call the Cardell. Cardell. <laughs> I was I was gonna call that the uh, the Jamarcus Russell, but I we do not know Joe Milton's affinity for certain drinks. Um, so uh, beyond that, we're, we we are in official visit season, which which means that I don't want to uh, to take up too much of Justin's time because um, he gets paid to talk about college football, um, and and I don't have any money to pay him because, as previously <laughs> mentioned, we have not recorded our ad read, which pays us. Um, so, uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about, and, and I'm going to like lead in with some Michigan State stuff to pretend that there's a, a, a connection. There's not. It's fine. Dewan Jones, um, is a Spartan. Um, and as we know, uh, a Spartan is a Spartan dog for life. Um, SD4L, if that's a thing, uh, anywhere, Justin, do you, do you, have you ever heard that phrase before? Is that, a, is that a thing for anybody? No, you'll have to define it for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was a podcast that had that that lingo. Uh, that'd yeah. be interesting. Ap- appreciate the plug. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, listen to the SD4L podcast where you can. Um, <clears throat> but, but so the Gold Cup is coming up, and um, it's always interesting. Uh, so so obviously, like I'm, you know, Stumpy and I are are knee deep in like minutia of soccer, um, and and like we get into things like you know is who is who is our sixth left winger and like we'll have arguments about that like we 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 have had group thread arguments about whether malik tillman was a 10 or a winger and like Mm. that's not what needs to happen for anybody it's it's like talking about your third string left tackle it's like (laughs) if you get there you're screwed it doesn't matter (laughs) Um, yeah so 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 before before we get get into the gold cup itself um, I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on Burhalter coming back. Oh, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm over the moon. Um, that is not the case, but it's, <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole, the whole thing about it was, um, I didn't really have somebody in mind that I would have liked to have the job go to instead. So I was one of those people that was in that anybody but Burhalter camp. And I guess that's not very practical because the way you think about kind of this going wrong is you're like, oh no, um, we passed over X or Y. And like, that would be a concrete argument that one could make. But like, did we actually really pass up anybody that we could have gotten that was tangibly better than Greg Berhalter? 
Um, again, like, no. hate the move. <laughs> totally wish he wasn't back. But like Pep Guardiola is not walking into um, <laughs> the U.S. training camp before the World Cup. Yes. Um, you weren't going to get the special one, Jose Mourinho over here. Was Jesse Marsh actually going to be better if he got the job? So like, these are the questions that kind of bring me back to more of a neutral stance, but like, I'm just not ready to see Greg's behind the back passes and him overcompensating for a lack of tactics with the latest Air Jordan ones. Like we got to get some sort of like open attacking play. And Greg was probably shielding his eye, seeing all the creativity and the offense that we were seeing last game. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but I also can't pound the table about it because I didn't have a better solution of who I wanted to be the guy instead. So I don't know. Just, just uh, gonna have to back back the um, the the momentum of the program right now because they're just playing the best uh, soccer we've seen, and just uh, leave it at that, I guess. Uh, so, first things first. Um, if you had a semi disappointing coach who hit behind nice sneakers, um, yeah, that that might be that might be upsetting for a fan base. Um, but I'm talking about Greg Berhalter. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm not disappointed by any other coaches. Uh, all is fine. All is well. Don't look at recruiting rankings <laughs> in June. That's actually true. Like, like I make a joke, but that's actually true. Don't look at recruiting Do look rankings. at the sneakers, though. That's the Do look at the sneakers. <laughs> um, but so, so I, I guess like my, like to your point about like, yeah, but who else would we have gotten? Um, like by all accounts, the the other options were Patrick Vieira, Jesse Marsh, mm-hmm. and Steve Cherandello. and like, nah, that's two yeah. dudes who are unemployed because they got fired from their last right. job, and Steve Cherandello, yeah, who who's like year one and a half at LAFC, um, right. and like if if your whole point is like, well, I don't want someone who's like part of the in crowd and a, a Michigan man or a USMNT man, like. Cherry, cherry is that man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, oh my god, I just put that together. Like, like I, I made that joke because it was obvious, but I've never put that together before, and I, I hate myself as a USMNT fan now because we yep. literally only hire Michigan men. Like, yeah. I, yep. I, I don't know what we would call it, but like, like USMNT yeah. men. US, yeah, and US. And really, it's like yes, men. Yes. And and there's there's also that part of the timeline where like the one time they went out of the family and got Jurgen Klinsmann, it was a disaster. And then you're kind of looking at the one time Michigan stepped out and got uh, Rich Rod, and that was a disaster. So then they doubled down on like their next like X amount of hires being packed in the family. So, uh, yeah, very very close uh, comparison there. I I do want to mention. Um, I I actually like so like. I mock the Michigan man thing because I think it's ridiculous. And also because uh, Brady Hoke sounded like Kermit the Frog. Um, yeah, it's, but, kind of a, it's kind of a hokey thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Cite me. Yeah. Cite me in the Michigan Daily. Um, <laughs> but no. The, the, so, but like, I, I actually, like, again, I mock that. But like, I actually am of the opinion that like programs, whether they be, you know, USMNT, European clubs, college football teams, like, Programs should know who they are, and right. it's really hard to hire someone outside of what you are and have them be successful. Um, and so, like, I, I I would note that there has not been a Michigan State um, football coach who's been successful that hasn't had a direct line to Biggie Munn. And that's an insane thing to say, but you, you can, but it's like, you can go, like, through it, like, D'Antonio through Saban, Saban through Perlis, Perlis through Doherty, Doherty, Munn. There you go. 
There is there is the list of successful Michigan State coaches since um, Truman. Uh, although I, I I will say that I'm of the opinion that um, college football started in 1950, which is why um, you know certain teams who talk a lot like have half a national title. I'm talking Texas A&M. Texas A&M <laughs> does not have a half of a title. Um, I actually, again, I've, I've talked about this on the pod. We, we had a, a, a walk on from Texas A&M join um, the pod a, a while back. And so I'm a Texas A&M fan now because he, he was cool. Mm. And, and like my, my, my loyalty can be bought very cheaply. Unlike <laughs> Texas A&M. Um, <clears throat> UCF. Uh, I would love to be a UCF fan. It seems awesome. Like based on how they behave, like it seems like the most fun to be, to be a fan of like, yeah. If you suck, nobody really like comes after yeah, it's you. Just, there's nothing to lose. It's just pure care, like carefree enjoyment of of how wild your team can be. Um. So, anyways, um. So, in terms of the the gold cup, um, the roster is not a good one. Um, right. It, it is. It is not. And and it's it's a funny thing because like gold cup is theoretically our Euros, right? Like like this right. is our our thing but and like the nation's league was supposed to be the thing nobody cares about and now nation's league is the only thing people care about and right gold cup is like just like a, a whatever thing that we do um although jamaica seems to be going for it i don't know if you if you saw jamaica's um I, roster. I, yes. it's terrifying like not I ironically know. they have they they yeah. gone like super into the diaspora of like of Jamaican heritage and like mm. their entire team was born bred and plays in England. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's like they they just got a uh we're going to use recruiting lingo. They just flipped a English uh winger who plays at Everton. Um and right, let's should... not let's not let's not criticize flipping English wingers <laughs> English forwards right. too hard. <laughs> Right, uh, glass houses and such. Yeah, uh, we but yeah, their well. entire front, their entire front line is like, I don't know, uh, all Premier League caliber starting forwards, and it's just like, okay, you guys actually want this one? Wow. Yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting, and th- and that's game one. So that that happens Saturday night. Yeah. Um, you think it's happening at nine thirty Eastern? It's not. It's happening at ten fifteen Eastern. Because uh, U.S. soccer hates you. You, right. you, dear listener, they hate you. If you're on the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, it actually works out very well. Yeah, um, it's pretty nice. Uh, I mean, like, it works out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of going to bed at 3 a.m. because I want to watch a soccer game. But um, in terms of this Gold Cup, in terms of this roster, um, as someone who, who does pay attention to the U.S. men's national team but is not uh, necessarily an obsessive, um, which players are you sort of like, oh, that's interesting. I, I wonder what he can do. Or is this mostly like a, screw it. Let's let's see if we can do the same thing we did last time. We had a gold cup and Matthew Hoppy was the best player in CONCACAF for some reason. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy the last uh, brand of soccer we get to see before GGG comes back. And um, just that's no, fair. kidding. Um, it's it's going to be interesting because right now, um, the U.S. men's national team kind of has a core group that, you know, I guess 15, 16 guys that, you know, are always going to kind of be a part of that group until they kind of age out of it. But it's who is that next uh, tier of guys going to be the younger guys who are going to be coming in and trying to fight their way into the group. Um, you kind of see um, 
every single day, or I should say every single window kind of, you kind of learn new things about the program. Like for example, just this time last year, we all would have been saying like MMA as the midfield, like that's like, that's locked, like put it in stone, like for good, that's what it's going to be. And now everyone's talking about, Hey, is it more conducive to our attacking style? If maybe Adams isn't included and we go with the midfield that we had in the uh, nation's league. So I'm, I've I'm been, obviously I've not going to have. I've been calling that midfield the vaccine midfield because it's MMR. I'm very, I really want it to be a thing. It's not catching on, uh, <laughs> unlike measles, because of the vaccine. I'm happy with that. Screw you guys. Because they're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's going to be hard to reach those kind of conclusions because, again, the A team is not really playing. But just kind of trying to see who that next group of, of guys is that can break into that core group um, out, out of the younger guys. But there's still like the Miles Robinsons of the world who have been playing solidly here the last few weeks. Um, uh, our old friend Matt Miazga has made a reappearance here. <laughs> so excited. So excited. I yeah. like, I, I, I can't tell you like, you know how like there are certain players who have like, just like a much bigger stake in your memory than they should. Um, right. Matt Miazga has been like a, he should be called up guy in my head for right. five years. And yeah. he's done nothing to warrant it outside of troll Diego Linez, who does not get called up to Mexican national teams anymore. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like, dude, dude, dude mocked a short JV player, and we've been like pulling for him ever since. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I gotta tell you, I love it. I, I love like, and, and I, I wonder. I don't know that this is a Burhalter thing, right? Because we, we've always had some element of this, but like, I do like the swag and anger that this group plays with. Yes. Um, Yes. Like, and, and like, leave yourself I, attitude. Yeah. Like, just like, I, I, I mean, Dest, McKenney, um, Felicic, Reyna, like, mm-hmm. all of them are like, I like it. There's some, some anger, some rage there. And like, Miazga yeah. fits in with that. Um, yeah. I, and so, I- the, the 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 death yellow card that irritated me but like other than that like all i've been saying like ever since i've been watching this core is like they're so confrontational and um they're younger than most of the teams that they're doing this with like mexico like last yeah. uh last gold cup like they were they seemed like they were the season best but they were all kids they were, they're younger than me i think a lot of them so it was um it was just so great to see. I, I do wish that death red card hadn't happened, but we saw Joe Scally keep him in Guantanamo, so can't really complain in retrospect. But um <laughs> yeah, just 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 love just love the energy that these guys have in that regard. And like, isn't it so great that like we lose Dest, who is like so so good? And like right. who's who who do we bring in? A 20-year-old who thought it would yes. be a good idea to bleach his hair. <laughs> great, <laughs> cool, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, to look, like, to, look like, to look like Slim Shady from Evile, like, no, let's just, somebody should have been, we need an adult in the room. We need one adult. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that adult you. broke his arm. And, and, and even him, like, um, <laughs> he did He did a pre-match interview um, with uh, with Scuffed, um, the, the soccer podcast, and um he was basically saying like he's not afraid of going against um like Davies and David. Um he's saying like they went into uh Byron and they they drew one one and he's like these guys are all human. Like I, I take them on all the time. He's like twenty years old, like not even afraid. Um oh, yeah. so just great to see. Talk that shit. 
Yeah. Love it. I'm not, um, I'm not afraid of you, Canada. <laughs> and why would you be? Because um, the two best players in the Canadian national team were born in America. Germany. America. Damn it. <laughs> um, because, but you know, look, you don't win all of your, all of your uh, recruiting battles. Sometimes you lose them. Um, but sometimes you are, you are blessed to win. And uh, if you go with these sponsors, you can win too. As always, I need to put in the disclaimer that I don't know which ads they put in where. And if that was one for like, I don't know, um, Philip Morris, like vaping is sort of cool. Right, kids? Right? No, don't. No. <laughs> no. Um, I, I I don't want to get into to cigarette discourse, but um, cigarettes look a lot cooler than vapes. I like maybe I'm showing my age here, but like at least there get was off like... the topic. <laughs> um, so. Let's let's talk a little bit about um, this this roster um, specifically. I, w- I want to talk about a couple of guys, just because I think they're the guys who I'm really watching. Like we mm-hmm. we went through the entire roster uh, with Ben uh, uh, a few a few weeks ago, um, but I'm actually very interested to see if Matt Turner gets all of these games. And I, right. I understand you don't bring him if you're not planning to play, right? It's a waste of his time otherwise. Mm-hmm. But what I'm wondering is if you have him, right? And you have you have a game against you have two of your three games are against um in the group stage are, are against teams that are bad, right? Like St. Kitts and Nevis or Trinidad and Tobago or whatever. Um I, I'm not using Trinidad and Tobago to be like an Appalachian state, haha. Like I, <laughs> they're right. literally in our group. No, they're literally in our group. Like we are playing. Oh, them. Not, not again. Yeah. Um <laughs> And, and, and that is because actually, I don't know if you, you guys know this story. The reason we're playing Trinidad and Tobago is because Nicaragua got kicked out of the gold cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I they, they were <laughs> playing a dude throughout qualifying, uh, throughout qualifying, uh, who, who absolutely was ineligible, like just straight up had no ability to play for Nicaragua. Um, and they just played him anyways. And up like a random Mexican blog, Mexican fan blog was like, I don't think that dude is eligible. <laughs> it was like, nope, he's Argentinian. Not even close. <laughs> Great work, Nicaragua. Um, but but yeah, so so I what I was wondering is, do you see Gaga for one of those games? Right. Trinidad and Tobago or, or St. Kitts and Nevis? Like, and if you do, why not play him the entire time? Right? Right. Like that, that's sort of like my thing with the gold cup. Like what's the point of the gold cup? And like, maybe this is like a broader discussion. Actually it's yeah. Let's have this discussion. Like what is the point of this tournament? Right. For our purposes. Yeah. That, that, that kind of is the whole, that, sorry, kind of, I don't know. Yeah. My bad. I didn't mean to speak over you. I think you were kind of going silent. No, 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 no. I was, I was. Uh, the, yeah. the production yeah, meeting, yeah, yeah. but I was setting you up to uh, right, to, right, to right. get fired up. Go. No, yeah, but that that's my whole thing of it is if out of all of the um, kind of promising young uh, guys that could always use more minutes that you're not bringing, you're bringing the, I think, 29-year-old goalkeeper that is as entrenched as a number one as he can be because you're not seeing Zach Steffen anymore these days. I know Ethan Horvath got, promote, got promotion to the Premier League, but like he hasn't really threatened for that number one spot. So like that is as entrenched of a guy on your roster as you can have. So if you are bringing him, 
why not have a little more of a semblance of your A-team kind of with you here? So it's kind of like uh, wishy-washy of a strategy. I would have just given Gaga all of the um, all of the games um, and just say, hey, I, you're younger than everybody else here, but like you're going to be the future. You're going to be the number one. Let's get some real caps for you here. And I get they're not playing against the greatest teams, but you said Jamaica is bringing some talent. But this would have been an opportunity to just double down, triple down, and just go with the full-out youth movement and see what, what these guys have got. And, like, and, and I think, like, to be clear, like, we're not talking about, like, bringing a U20 team, right? Like, right. we're talking about bringing guys like, like, what? and look, I'm not going to get into Aaron Long discourse. It's not worth my time. But, like, <laughs> why bring a, a guy like Aaron Long when you can bring a guy like Mark McKenzie, right? Mark McKenzie right. Is, is entrenched at gank. Gank, jank, gank. Yeah, whatever. yeah. He doesn't have any gank. movement to worry about this summer. He's he's a guy who just helped his team to to a top two finish. I think they might have won, but I think it was top two, top three. They're playing in Europe this summer, this this season. He doesn't need the preseason necessarily. Um, so right. like if you're if you're gonna bring Matt Turner, why not bring Mark McKenzie? Why not bring right. you know Austin Trusty or Eric Palmer Brown or any of these guys? And you right. are bringing Miles Robinson, so it's like. If if the theory is, and and the only way that this works for me is we're going to start Miles Robinson and Jalen Neal. And the reason why we're bringing Miles Robinson is that we want an adult next to Jalen Neal. And we right. figure Miles, Miles is out of contract at the end of the season. He does not care about Atlanta anymore. He'd rather right. play in sort of like semi-high profile games that are not hidden behind a paywall on Apple TV. Like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> If that's the theory, like I'm cool with it. But if if it, if we see them running out, Miles and Miazga, it's sort of like, oh, okay, that's right. a half measure, and and Turner shouldn't be here, right? Like if if it's if it's not your first team, don't bring your first team keeper, um, right? So that that sort of also brings like I I'm wondering if if you can go through this roster and say like that is the the adult to this one's child right like mm. yedlin yedlin is there as the adult for reynolds um okay you know, jones is there as the adult for tolkien um right. miles is there as the adult or long is there as the adult for um for neil right like you can go through that and say like oh okay like that's the reason why this person's there but right. then again like what's the point right like yeah like and 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 if the point is and and i could be overthinking this but like it could be that we're here saying like hey this is probably the worst team we can bring that can win this and it's like right. okay that's that's an interesting theory yeah <laughs> um that that, that kind of is a good theory though yeah it's like so you bring in like guys who are fringe first teamers um, you bring in a guy, you know, guys who you who you hope can maybe get there, and then you bring in like enough adults that if this goes bad, you can sort of like okay, right. like we're gonna put out Morris and Ferreira and Zendejas, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be fine, and and we can you know do that. So let me ask you, who are who are one or two guys out of this group that you think really could? Um, be in that core playing group or not, but I guess maybe a super sub kind of category, not just starters, but like who down the road, maybe three, four years from now out of this group, are you watching to try to break into that, into that core? So Gaga like is obvious. Yeah. I'm, you know, you know I, I don't think we need to talk more about him because like he is, he is like firmly entrenched 
as a five-star quarterback, like mm-hmm. true freshman quarterback. He's coming mm-hmm. in. He's not going to play for a year, maybe two. And then he's going to be the guy for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, f- within America, he's like a Trevor Lawrence type talent within mm-hmm. the world. He's probably, you know, like a mid four star, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I think the other, like Jalen Neal to me is the most interesting player in this roster because it's weird to see 20 year olds or 19 year olds starting at center back in serious adult leagues. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not a position that you can sort of like fake your athleticism into. Um, right. Like, like in, in football, they say like the further away you are from the ball, the younger you can be to play there. Right. right. Like running sure. backs and wide receivers, you can play as a freshman. You yeah. are not playing center as a freshman. You're, you're just mm-hmm. right. like, I, I'm trying to think of like the last freshman I saw even play it a, a game at center in in football and it's like yeah did Samac play as at, at the end of red that red shirt red shirt okay so he red was, shirt he was a red yeah. shirt and mm. and it still was like oh dear god <laughs> um and like he's grown into a very good yeah. center i think but like not as a red shirt freshman and that's sort right. of what center back is right like right you can't play center back as a child and Jalen neal starts every game for the galaxy yeah who are terrible make no mistake galaxy are awful but like that's a lot of minutes in a serious league. Yeah. Um, 19 years old. Yeah. And so the, the other one is, is, uh, and, and this is not, this is not just because of the, the dual net panic. I've, I've, I've been very <laughs> high on, on Aiden Morris since before his injury. Um, and so like the way that people talk about Obed Vargas, I think that they can talk about Aiden Morris. Um, like that ability to be like a true, like game breaking, defensive mid game breaking six, like holding mid, whatever. Like, I think he can do stuff. Um, And I'm interested, like, I'm interested to see if they, if they give him a shot, because you look at the roster and you're like, is he going to play over James Sands? And it's like, at this point in time, James Sands is probably better. But again, Mm. that brings us back to the point. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Um, But I, I think the most, the, like what I've been sort of looking forward to beyond the soccer, right? Like, cause, and, and I say this as, as a Michigan state fan, you only get certain amount of games for your team right. in any given year. Like, unless you're talking about like basketball or, or like pro basketball, where you're playing 82 or baseball, 162 or club mm-hmm. soccer, even where you can play like 50, 60 games in a, in a season. Right. Um, U.S. men's national team plays maximum like, 14, 16 games a year. Um, Like I'm going to watch all of them because it's fun. 14 to 16, like meaningful. Like there are friendlies that I, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm not going to watch them play Uzbekistan in September. I mean, I am because I'm a (laughs) sicko, but like you shouldn't. Um, But what about you? Like, is is there a player on this roster who who you saw and you're like, oh shit, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about him. Like, I wonder what, whether or not he's a guy who, who can do something. So I wasn't analytically and like closely watching the U20 World Cups. It was mostly like multitasking and stuff. But like, um, Cade Cowell kind of showed flashes to me a little bit here and there. I don't know anything about like what I guess the the hardcore fans like yourself he was long term potential to be. Um, but I just kind of want to see him at a larger sample size and kind of just form a more complete opinion of him. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's already I think twenty twenty one maybe. So he's not. 
he's not going to be one of those young, young prospects that you give a long runway to. He kind of is the same age as some of the guys of the Brendan Aronson's of, of that class and of those guys that are already kind of breaking through. So I don't know, probably not a high ceiling, but just saw some flashes out of him. And I kind of just want to see a little more of him and see what he's about. So Cade Cowell, uh, hey, he's he's still only 19. He's been oh, around okay. forever, but okay. he's he's a he's a 2003. Um, okay. turns 20 later this year. But the, the question that you've asked, what what do like the 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 people who are obsessed with this think about Kate Cowell? It's a big fight. It's a big big fight mm. because it it boils down to like, um, what do you think American soccer should be? Because there's some right. of us who are who are old, right? Like I'm an old at this point as a 32 <laughs> year old, right? Like the, the the average age of the person on Twitter who likes the U.S. men's national team is um, below college age. I I'm convinced of that based on the discourse. Um, <laughs> the Greg like, memes, the Greg memes have told you that that's yes, the average age. <laughs> that's that's what I've learned. Um, but like. I am still of the opinion that like speed kills. And if you have a dude who's really fast and really strong and really tall, then there's a place for that dude, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. Um, And like, I, I don't, I see his potential as amazing. Right. Do I think he'll get to his potential? No, because I think at this point he's 19 and he doesn't really have the technical ability that you would want to see to be like a, a high, high level prospect. But like, I don't care what sport you're in. If you have a dude running at you who's call it six one, call it one eighty five right. at, at four 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 five speed, it breaks defenses in in right. every sport like basketball, football, soccer. It, like it doesn't matter. You break certain rules of your defense because they don't work anymore. Right. Um. And like and and you could see it even in like these games, the the game against Canada, right? Like they thought that, that Richie Larea was that type of speed and he's not. And like you saw, like they were running like the, the, the equivalent of go routes to against uh, a Jedi Robinson. And it's like, he was fast enough to deal with it. And you, you right. got nowhere. Um, and Cowell like breaks defenses and you don't need to do it every single time. Right. Like if you hit two of those and get him in right. space one-on-one against a, a center back, like shit, like that's worth it. Um, right. so, but then, then you have the flip side of, of people who are like, if we're going to progress, we need our wingers to be playing like, um, you know, modern, uh, you know, sort of inverted play with your feet, lay it off to overlapping fullbacks wingers. You know, mm-hmm. everybody thinks that, that you have to find the next Messi. Um, the <laughs> irony being, of course, that when Messi was coming up, he, nobody was looking for him. They were looking right. for the next Ronaldinho or whatever. Right. Um, but so, so there's, there's a big argument about what is Cade Cowell. Um, but I'm a big believer in his, I just don't understand why they play him as a winger. Like, right. I think, I think like play him as a striker, like tell him, tell him to like go harass center backs for hmm. 90 minutes and make them yeah. back up. Right. Like, again, like I, I, I use verbiage from, from football because the, the, the theory stays the same. If, if right. your center backs have to take two steps back, there's more room underneath. Like, that's just the way it works. Um, right. But but I think Kate Cowell is a good like San Jose is so bad and so consistently boring that, like, it's tough to say whether it's him or them. Right. Um, 
But when he gets when he gets to the national team, like there are moments where he looks like the dude, and there are other moments where it's like you you go seventy five minutes and you're like, did he play here? <laughs> right, um, for sure. But yeah, other other than him, I guess um, Zendejas is an, is another guy because he was on the Nations League roster but didn't get to play. And I think um, he might be he 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 may or may not be Christian Pulisic's best friend. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But um, I saw that uh, I think at the end of the match, Callahan was kind of talking to him right at the end of the game, yeah. kind of saying like, um, probably like, sorry you didn't get to go in, explaining the rationale or whatever. But that was kind of cool to see. But yeah, I mean, um, really the only thing I know about him is uh, the U.S. won that um, that dual nationality battle between like uh, Mexico and them. So yeah, saw that. Always saw he was on the roster. Want to see what he's about. So he he's an interesting guy because he um he grew up in like the U S youth national teams and he was always like technically part of our setup. And then he like randomly showed up in a friendly or something with Mexico. And it was like, like it was a, I didn't know we were in a recruiting competition. (laughs) Um, And, and, and ultimately, you know, we did win that. It does feel good to, to, to take someone who Mexico wants. Yeah. Um, And like, look, and, and to be, to be fair, like, it hurts when they take guys that we want, right? Like I'm, right. I'm not going to, I'm not like, even though David Ochoa did not turn into a great goalkeeper, like I'm still pissed about it. I wanted to win it. Even if he right. sucks. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's like, like a, that's like a Jamari button kind of battle. Like you always exactly. knew that he wasn't actually going to be good, but you kind of just need the clout gut sometimes. I, it, that, that, that's such a, a funny shout. And I, I I'm sure it's because <laughs> of uh, what has gone on with him. I guess it was spring, summer. When did he enter the the portal? Winter, winter, I believe. Winter, right? yeah. and and there and and I love our community uh, in the VIP corner of of Spartan Tailgate uh, and twenty four seven. Is this Spartan Tailgate? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, because everybody's very reasonable and it's a great place to hang out. <laughs> uh, you should subscribe. Um, but that, like, I remember like someone brought it up like, should we go after Jamari Budden? And like the, the collective <laughs> like response was like why it's not good <laughs> yeah um like i wish him the best but like he probably right. always should have gone to akron or whatever right right yeah it's it's um kind of the same thing with uh i guess less or so with miles rouser because he kind of had some other stuff in his recruitment right. um but like the whole time when um, even like Arkansas was about to process them their Michigan State fans like oh we should go get him <laughs> It's like, why? No, he's getting processed for Arkansas and going to Campbell for a reason. I I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, that, but but I, I think it's, it's it, that's always funny, especially like when you see it, because like sometimes you see a kid get a ranking early and he just right. drops because people yeah. are paying attention. But some just like, they don't want to like take it away from the kids, like whatever. But like, AJ Kirk as a sophomore was what like the fifth ranked recruit in the country or something. Yeah, he was high. Yes, he um, had him. I had him top one hundred until just like two or three months before Michigan State started getting involved. And like, dude was like a mid three star, and like yeah. that's fine. Like that's there's nothing right, like. Right. But like, anytime you see a kid who's like that doesn't make sense. Why is right. why is that that um, that has nothing to do with a certain kid who may or may not have already committed to Michigan state and then pulled his commitment because right. people said that he was committed to Michigan state. Um, this has been a great week, by the way. <laughs> um, I really enjoy what, paying attention to recruiting. Um, but, but yeah, so, so in terms of, of the gold cup, given the yeah. roster, given, 
that Jamaica is bringing a strong squad. Mexico is bringing basically it's like it doesn't Mexico doesn't really have an A squad right now because yeah. of like <laughs> internal strife. Um, but like whatever they can cobble together as an A squad, I think that they're they're bringing. Um, given that, like, what would you consider to be like a, a, a successful Gold Cup or or maybe the better way of putting it, given the coaching instability, given the situation, like at what point would you just be like, yeah, that sucked. I'm not going to I'm not going to engage with this anymore. I I think I think it's um, looking at which players you actually care about uh, solidifying themselves or showing promise. Um, whether it's like the Cade Callows or the Zendejas that you have high hopes for, whether it's just hoping that uh, Selena plays well and, and plays often, I think it's just um, discerning like who has a future with the national team and how did they specifically look um, with the interim manager, even though uh, BJ has done a great job and with a lot of these guys um, that just, may no. not have a future with the team sprinkled in there stealing reps. I don't know if necessarily results and wins and losses are what I'd be looking for. It's just identifying, are there people in here that show promise to be future solid um, rotational guys and how many and uh, the ones that we thought would be, did they look the part? That's kind of how I would measure it up. Okay. Um, I think that's like a very mature way of going about it. Um, I think for me, but it is, it's, I want to see, like you said, like, I want to see like who, who here can be the 19th guy on a 23 guy roster. Right. Um, but more than that, like I'm interested in certain people who I don't watch a ton of for various mm-hmm. reasons, right? Like I haven't watched Gianluca Busio right. in a year. Like I haven't, I haven't really watched Georgie Mihailovic since I left MLS. Um, like I, I don't watch a ton of, is he in Belgium? No, he's in the Netherlands. <laughs> Um, you know, like these types of guys who like, I don't get to watch a ton of Alan Senora. I don't know if he's good or not. Right. I, I, I have no idea if he's good. You're not watching, um, you're not so, watching like, Juarez games in your free time. I'm not. Although I, I watch more, uh, Liga Mackey's than I do on my last now, because like I, I have Apple TV. Like I actually do have Apple TV. I just like, when I like sit down after putting my kids to bed, like that's not where I go. I go to like, I go to YouTube TV, right? Like that's not an ad. Like I go to right. cable. Because I'm again 32, and like that's what my mind tells me to do. Is like you sit down, you turn on cable, and it's like, oh, what's on FS2? Oh, right. it's a Club America game. Great. Right. And because like, I, and I don't know if it's live. Usually, probably not. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't know the result. Um, any game is live if you're if you're ignorant about right. uh, uh, enough. But um, but just to uh, to, but but before we uh we let you go um. I, I do want to ask g- going back to like, sort of like your day job, because I have yeah. to ask these things because I'm interested um, right. as a Michigan state fan. Is there reason for optimism in the next call it two months um, from a recruiting perspective? Obviously like I've already talked myself into Michigan state going seven and five because I'm an idiot. Um, and, and, and I'm sort of like, Oh yeah, you can lose your best offensive weapon and your quarterback and the best defensive player that you have, and it's fine. Um, but like from a from a recruiting perspective, like, are w- what do you think? Like, is it, should I should I stop paying attention? I think um, it'll depend on how a few recruitments go, um, and then that will kind of set the tone of them possibly hitting ten commitments before the season starts. If they do, and that's kind of the mark that they're at. And let's say they do go seven and five, and then you have a good amount of OV slots to use in the in the fall. Kids that have unlimited OVs this time around, 
there is which is um, weird yeah yeah it is um but yeah there's opportunity for them to um heat up going into december i know last year there was some i guess uh misconceptions of them being positioned to do that with class size but not having the um i guess the recruiting staff in place to take advantage of those slots this time around uh mark dethorne um, he's assembling probably the largest staff that we've seen here at Michigan State, at least maybe since Mel's first season. Um, so this time they are going to be able to find those late bloomers, those high school seniors. Um, they're going to be armed with lots of personnel guys to be to be scouring uh, the ranks um, of those late bloomers. So I think you just got to have a base of about 10 guys heading into the fall that are where your plan is to begin with, guys that you've always wanted. And then um, they're in a good position to take advantage of possibly having a surprisingly good season and uh, finding those late bloomers at, at, as well as kind of flipping guys that originally may not have been as interested. So that's the blueprint to success. But whether or not um, they can capitalize or not, we won't know until some of these uh, recruitments like the Nick Marshes, um, maybe the Quasi Gilmers, um, one, whichever one of these linebackers, if they can land one of them without having to expand the board and going outside of those those three or four, there's a couple of recruitments like that that you kind of look closely at. Um, maybe can you add a Jason Brown to a possible Scooter Carey um, possible commitment that could be coming? Um, you have those two top 247 running backs, one of them is top 100. Some of the classes is looking very different and uh, maybe some receivers want to come and get in that action too that might not be on the board right now. So the next uh, three or four weeks will tell us a lot about the next, um, I guess, six months of recruiting is how I would put it. And I, I think that that's, that's uh, probably as straightforward as it goes. Um, I am going to take this as uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Michigan State will be closing on Kerry Brown, uh, <laughs> Nick Marsh, Dylan Williams, Jan Jeremiah Beasley, all in the next two days. Uh uh, you know, and and if and if that doesn't happen, make sure to uh, to uh, clip us and and throw it at Justin every day for the next six months because that is right. normal behavior. Yes, um, and, and and get in get in with the club that um, the Michigan fans have already started uh, well underway their their efforts to do the same thing. So that is established already. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's it'll be a fun few weeks for sure. And um, I honestly, my eye is more towards. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm obligated to cover that, but my eye is more towards the transfer window and seeing where all these uh, U.S. guys are going to have to end up because a lot of guys need a lot of new homes. So we'll see what, we'll see what Fabrizio Romano has to say. Uh, so, so here, all right. Last, last thing. Am yeah. I going to be more disappointed with the U S men's national team's transfer window or <laughs> Michigan state's transfer portal exodus? <laughs> but exodus of two people, I two think people. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird to have like an in joke about the way that auto like autoplay ads right. uh, on, yeah. on that website work. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, this Serginio Dest going to um, the Turkish league as rumored um, after his Union Berlin deal possibly fell apart is not a great start to the rumor mill of the of the U.S. men's national team window, but. Seems like uh, Timo Weah going to Juve is is, is going to happen, but I don't know if playing time wise that's the greatest thing. Kind of maybe I I'm not as knowledgeable of of, of the Italian league, but um, maybe it's very conducive to a style of play. But part of me is kind of wondering like should our guys stop going to the Chelsea's or the Juve's of the world just because of Pulisic? But I don't know. Maybe that's just ignorant and me painting everything with a broad brush. 
I'm just saying that there's a lot to be said for um, maybe settling in uh, and understanding your limitations and taking high three, three stars uh, from from right. Ohio. I think right. that there are worse things uh, to do in right. your life than, than to yeah. do that. And the the uh, club transfer version of that would be going to Crystal Palace. Right. Yeah, for sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, but yeah. But if you would like to uh, to follow uh, to 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 read what Justin writes, um, you should subscribe at twenty four seven sports slash Michigan State uh, Spartan Tailgate. Um, you can uh, listen to Justin on the Spartan Dog for Life podcast. Um, I don't actually know the proper name of the podcast. I don't know if it's SD four L or yeah, it's yeah, SD four L show. Life. Yep. <laughs> okay. So okay. So uh, right that. Um, you can uh, find him on Twitter at Justin Thind. Um, and uh, is there, is there anything, is there any other, uh, I, I guess like you can probably find him as day job if you want. I don't really know what that day job is, but don't harass him there. Um, <laughs> I I actually did have somebody stop me uh, three weeks ago in, in the office building. Um, and we talked about um, Kane Hauser versus Noah Kim for quite a while, but yeah, I'm, I'm at the uh, the tech center, uh, the GM tech center in Morin. So um, if people think that they have recognized me, um, definitely stop me and, and give me something more engaging to talk about um, <laughs> as, as I try to hit my eight hours. <laughs> um, so uh, so again, uh, follow follow Justin uh, wherever he is, except in Warren. Don't follow him. Just like say hi. Um, you can find uh, my co-host who has been with us the entire time and didn't have to leave in the middle. Uh, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89, you can find me at an account I don't use, my, uh, Diamonds Esquire. Um, I am the guy behind TLS TDS. Um, we will get our Instagram up and running just as soon as Michigan State gets that uh, signature from David Stone. It's coming. Don't worry. Uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local recruitniks because um, they're great and they know more than you. And if you harass them, it's weird. Um As always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.